and it's you just hear somebody calling uh what does he say uh Justin? does he speak with russian accent this is why they call me the rhino or something like this that. is why they call me rhino because i'm horny no way <laughs> yeah, like... no there's this different thing here i'm sorry i don't mean horny i mean because i like to make uh these the sexy time uh frequently <laughs> that is what i mean lots of time <laughs> I, I make the sexy lots of times concurrently oh, in soviet russia rhino <laughs> chases you <laughs> what? what? <laughs> the Dorkening and all affiliated shows are not intended for anyone under the age of 18. The following may contain discussions or scenes that have adult situations, graphic violence, nudity, strong sexual content, and graphic language. This show is intended for mature audiences only. Viewer discretion is advised. Kids, it's time to check out the Dorkening Podcast Network. With over 30 podcasts that encompass everything from horror to video games to comic books, and so much more, you're bound to find the shows for your taste. Whether it be Nerds of Unusual Origin, That Strange Show, Retro Red Octopus, Splash Pages, Throwdown Thursday, The Horror Squad, Still Token with my god, man! I can't read all of these! So just feel free to play and experiment with the Dorkening Podcast Network. There are over 30 shows chock full of nerdy goodness to sink your ears into. And they're all available on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, and wherever fine podcasts are broadcast. Why they, uh... Not not Russia, but just generally speaking, um, the term "raining cats and dogs." You know where it comes from. So, uh, particularly in the United Kingdom, especially like uh, Ireland and such, uh, but all throughout the UK, they used to make uh, homes with thatched roofs. Oh yeah, yep. And uh, same thing for any any barn houses, and the dogs and cats. Uh, that lived on barns, you know, they all had a job. It wasn't just like, hey, pets. No, no, no. These were working animals. Well, they wanted to be warm, and it was warmest in these areas, like, on or right towards the roofs. Well, they would all, like, sleep up there and, and, and what have you, cats and dogs and everything. And whenever it would rain, the weight of them combined with the wetness of the thatch would cause the dogs and cats to slip through and just like fall to the the ground inside of the barn. So whenever that happened, they would say it was raining cats and dogs. Wow. I was yeah. unaware of this. I just found it out the other day. I was like, oh my, that's that's fun. 
Did you know that after Hogan's Heroes, Bob Crane got his skull crushed <laughs> in by a friend who videotaped him having <laughs> rough sex? Did you know that Bob Crane of Hogan's Heroes fame? <laughs> wow. Perfect. <laughs> but just that's for a, fun, let's try it one more time. Yeah, that's, that's an old school one for the <laughs> listeners. So. Hi, my name is Brian Griffin. Nice to meet you. Now you go, Peter. Hi, my name is Peter Griffin. Bob Crane of Hogan's Heroes fame was killed by a friend after being videotaped having rough sex. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> Welcome was, back, everyone. It's been a while. Was, <laughs> that was, that was honest to God, like, that was, su- like you said, Justin, like, that was such early Family Guy stuff. Like, yeah. That is the kind of crazy non sequitur stuff that I was like, this show is fucking. I, I miss that. Era. Yeah. It's insane. not that anymore. I, I've, I'm on like episode or ish. Uh, what do you call it? Season 16 now. And I'm just going through it and I'm like, oh my God, what are they doing? Like I stopped like, watching it years ago. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to catch up because I just wanted something on while I work and I'm like, oh let me check this out. And I'm like, ah, it's not that good. You know, it's it's so funny to me because when Family Guy first came on, I was all about it. And I mean like first came on, not mm-hmm. not that like, you know, oh, it came back and everybody was like, yeah, you know, like, no, I I, th- I loved it. I bought the season, the couple seasons on DVD. Uh, so, yes, I was a contributor, apparently, to Fox's decision to bring it back because of the DVD sales and, and Adult Swim and stuff. But I remember loving it. And then American Dad premiering right after the Super Bowl one year and watching the pilot episode that premiere and hating it like it was fucking abysmal it is it is a terrible pilot it is not good um and i just thought it was such a waste of time and space and as time has gone on i've actually grown incredibly tired of family guy because it's the same structure every single time like i get it you're gonna do a bunch of cutaways like i haven't seen every season of scrubs before this fantastic uh and now but like i i have no time for family guy but i love american dad like it grew oh, wow. in, yeah it grew into such a better different show and it doesn't rely on those like crazy cutaways it's all like right in front of you that's still going um, yeah dude it's wow. been on it's been oh, on wow. tbs for years yeah i absolutely love Ra- it rachel um, mcfarland's gonna be a terrific con you know so he could he i met her be- last year at rhode island comic-con Oh, there you, there you go. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, it, yeah, but yeah, like, and she was lovely. She was an absolutely wonderful individual. Um, but Is yeah, that, like, that's sister or cousin or something. Sister. Oh, sister. Okay. Sister. Yep. Um, which is I I always get the biggest kick out of the fact that, like, Haley, what are you doing? And like, she's like, Dad, <laughs> like your brother and sister. That's gonna be so fucking weird when you record, you know. Um. But yeah, like uh, I just I I absolutely that that show has probably one of my favorite episodes of anything ever. Um, granted, it it is somewhat reliant upon a few previous episodes of American Dad, which, in a rarity for a cartoon like that on primetime on like the big networks, um. I don't know if you guys really ever watched much of American Dad at all, but you ever see like the the Golden Turd on it? I like snot. I like Curtis. <laughs> so 
one episode early on in the series, Roger the alien, the one that sounds like Paul Lind. He uh he eats a bunch of like Del Taco and he uh he's like, Oh god, I'll if you're looking for for me, Steve, I'll be over in the bushes for a minute or two. And uh he he drops a deuce while they're at the power station to do something or another. Um, and they're doing like a little bit of an ET thing where, um, you know, Steve, the kid puts his sweatshirt over Roger so nobody can tell that Roger's an alien. Well, they leave and somebody from, uh, the like DPW shows up to find out what's going on with this power station. And all of a sudden when, when they leave and then the, the utility workers show up, the screen goes letterbox, like it's a film. And all of a sudden, it's like these two guys and, you know, they're working and like, oh, hey, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I can't wait to go on that vacation with blah, 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 you know, my wife, because, you know, we've been saving up and it's been a long time coming. And uh, then they're going, they're making their way towards the fence and they're like, what is this? And they look down and they see the turd that Roger left. <laughs> but because he's an alien, it's solid gold with all kinds of like jewels encrusted oh. inside of it <laughs> oh, what the heck? and but the thing is like one of the guys like he picks up he's like oh my god i wonder how much this thing is worth and the other guy who was just like talking about him, you know going away with his wife or getting ready to get married to to his fiance something like that he fucking bashes the dude in the back of the skull oh, and no way. Him and takes the golden poop he takes a golden turd and like hides the body and he brings it home and like it it's like very hitchcockian and it just kind of goes in that direction then the letterbox fades away and the rest of the episode fucking continues they do that like three or four more times over the course of the next like couple of seasons like just an episode a part of an episode and every single person who comes into contact with the golden turd tragedy befalls them and um, there's an episode in like season, season six, I want to say, I, mean, I want to say it's like season six, episode four, and it's called Rapture's Delight. Hmm. And it's Christmas, uh, Christmas Day, and they go to church. They're Episcopalian, I believe, uh, as opposed to like Peter Griffin's uh, being Catholic. And they get to church. And there's no seats left because everybody shows up on Christmas and Easter, you know, uh, but <laughs> truth, <laughs> uh, you know, Fran, his wife is like, well, Stan, I know something we can do. And she like pulls him into a broom closet and, you know, they get hot and heavy. And uh, as they finish up, they come out and they see that the rapture is occurring. <laughs> everyone's being everyone who's been chosen is being like lifted into the sky, like completely naked. Their clothes just left. And Stan's like, oh, no, they started without me. You you foul wench. You made me put my clothes back on. They're weighing me down. <laughs> like, and he's like, okay, I'm ready now, Lord. Take me. Hello? Maybe if I just jump. Jump a little. <laughs> no? Okay, maybe a running start. <laughs> like, dude, it flashed. Like, the whole thing is she gets pissed at Stan blaming her and she leaves. She meets a guy at a diner, like not too far away. And she like, she starts kind of shooting the shit with him. Like nice looking guy, uh, clean shaven, light brown hair. And it's the second coming of Jesus Christ. Oh, wow. oh. 
and she starts dating him and it flashes forward like 10 or 15 years in the future and the world is just a fucking mad maxian post-apocalyptic wasteland and and fucking stan is he has a hook uh instead of a right hand he's missing an eye he's got a nasty scratch it's like a fucking combination of like snake pliskin and cobra all kinds of shit and jesus has to go to stan because the antichrist managed to kidnap francine and stan's the only one that can help jesus get through sector like 14 which has one of the funniest fucking lines he's like huh sector 14 that makes sector 7 look like sector (laughs) 3 absolutely preposterous Roger shows up and he's like, I found my spaceship. I just need to get off the planet. I just don't have any fuel. What what does it run on? Mainly gold and jewels. Jesus is is like, wait, I think I have something that might help you. And out of his rucksack, he pulls the golden turn. And as soon as he does, the fucking screen goes letterbox. Dude. It's fucking delightful. And when you, if you ever watch it, and like for real, you could watch that one episode and be entertained. Like you don't need all that background. What are but, they uh, streaming on? Is that on Hulu? Yeah, I was going to uh, ask yeah, that. On Hulu, yep. Yeah. Family yeah. Guy there as well? Uh, yeah. Oh, they are, yeah. They're not. Yeah, they definitely are the because others. they're owned by Disney. So, but yeah, it's, uh, it, it's delightful. The Antichrist in it, uh, is, is he, he may as well be Frank Gorshin playing the Riddler. Like seriously, he's wearing a fucking full bodysuit with a bunch of it's red with a bunch of upside down crosses on it. It's riotous. I highly recommend it. But yeah, if if you're looking for something to watch that's like that's silly, but uh, you know, not stupid, you could do worse than American Dad, believe me. Like I know it sounds silly, uh for you know, it's almost like counterintuitive, like American Dad, are you sure about that? Um, once they get past the first couple of seasons, especially because they stop trying to insert like uh, um, political talking points in there and not specific per se, but, you know, they're satirizing like full blown conservatism uh, through the main character of Stan Smith. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's a riot. And Patrick Stewart shows up regularly because he yeah, plays boss. Stan's boss, Avery fucking oh dude it's it 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 has no right to be as funny as it is i will i will say that it's probably the best way to put it um yeah so i i would i would give it a shot um i can't i can't recommend it enough uh and justin you're not seeing the flash until tomorrow right yeah i get to see the flash tomorrow cool all right well then none of that None of that. I'm bite my tongue. I think you'll like it. Oh, I'm I'm sure I'm gonna love it. I am sure of that. Yeah the 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 trashing online though is just getting ridiculous. Eh, it's a bit it, it's a bit nitpicky. Yeah, and it's I'm not avoiding it, all of it. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna give you any specifics or anything. I will say I will say I thought it was cool and not no spoilers here um i there's a few different scenes where it shows barry you know tapping into the speed force getting ready to do his thing uh and i really like what andy muschietti did with 
the the SFX, like the the camera work and everything, um, the distension of like the plane before Barry, like everything that he sees, the way he lines up to get ready to go. Uh, Very how, cool. How the suit lights up too is really cool. Yeah, the suit. Um, the suit gives an explanation for something that people were kind of scratching their head about too um regarding character design for Barry Allen since Justice League and what have you particularly his lightning but yeah so have fun you'll enjoy it i know you will cool. the after there's a there's I, i'll say this there's an after credit sequence it's um it's funny it's fun it's not anything that's necessarily super pertinent, but I mean, it, I know you, you'll stay and, and watch it regardless, you know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely. But just, just so you can like manage your expectation in that regard, you know, without telling you what happens. Um, it's fun, but it's not. And, consequential. Unless you're me and read too much into it. Way too fucking <laughs> much into it. Like Justin, I messaged him at 20 minutes of two in the morning because I all of a sudden my brain was like, wait a minute, this is why he said that. And and, and Leo was like, Oh, yeah. <laughs> all right then. That I suppose that makes more sense. Yeah. <laughs> I uh I was I was imp- I was impressed with uh with Ezra Miller's work in it. Um you know that that's apropos of nothing. I'm not citing any of their problems in in the real world. Um what what they're you know trying to take care of uh legally and um psychologically, you know, mental health wise. No, you're you're um, not endorsing him or, or Yeah, them, yeah. So, you know and, and I, I mean, I will, I will say, having seen it, I really hope that they are, you know, getting to that point where those, you know, those uh, coping mechanisms and stuff are, are the foundations are being laid. Because honestly, I personally, as a performer, as a performer, I would I would not mind seeing Ezra Miller play this role again. Um, and it's a far cry from how Barry Allen, how he was portrayed in either of the versions of Justice League that that came out. Hmm. So yeah, he they 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 did a a, a great job. Um, you know, as far as I was concerned. Cool. Yeah. And um, Batman is not the main character. You, you gotta, you gotta help me with something here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut to the quick of our, our book here, this Elseworlds annual uh, number six, because I, I feel like I need some help understanding just what's going on. Okay. Um, and and it was, it was one of those things. Like I was, so I was reading this. Are we and, starting? And like, are we? Are we? Are we? Are we still in like pre-show mode? Or well, I just I just mean like when when we get into it. But like I I don't want to forget my train of thought, but it's like when we okay. get into it, you know. Um, let me know if these are characters that have been like in continuity before, because I didn't know who 
like the the villains were or anything else like that and i'm like this seems a little weird it was it was kind of like what if ish you know like marvel to me you know like it had like that kind of vibe to it okay um i am and i was hoping that you might have some insight as to the characters because i'm like is this a superman character so well when we get to it for sure i mean point you know point pointed out um Otherwise, I mean, there's really, from from what I could see, there's there's actually very few uh, recognizable Superman mythos characters that we're used to. Yeah, uh, yeah, and and those I, I picked up on, but I was like, okay, what, what's the deal with this other stuff here? So maybe Brandon knows. Uh, yeah, I will do my best to explain. Do your duty. Yeah, to God am I no wait yep yeah no pay the scout law. scouts yeah I'm like <laughs> wow yeah. there's a fucking core memory right there man like on it's my own i'll do you. my do my best to do my duty to god in my country to help other people at all times to obey why the am i still law, following a key strong mentally awake and morally straight jesus mary and just yep. wow a scout is trustworthy loyal helpful brave courteous kind what oh my god I thrifty I, I I messed up the other. Trustworthy, loyal, helpful, friendly, courteous, kind, obedient, cheerful, thrifty, brave, clean, and reverent. Jeez. Oof. I was in Boy Scouts for a long time. <laughs> they kicked me out for not being reverent. <laughs> I I was a life scout. I was only four merit badges and an eagle project away from getting eagle, but I. I got a job when I was like 16 and it just, you know, I was trying to balance my time. And next thing I knew I was 18 and that was that. Yeah. My, but, my uh, nephew just got it, but maybe two months ago. That's awesome. Yeah. It was, it was yeah. nice, you know, good yeah. for him. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. I mean, it's always, it's always good for your, your uh, CV, your, your resume. And also you can get scholarships to schools because you're an Eagle Scout. If you ever joins the military, um, you will autom- he will automatically be made an officer. Oh, wow. Missed. Yep. Um, yeah. So, like, huh. there's benefits to it, um, for sure. That a lot he of wants people to be a don't... blacksmith. Is there anything for that? I mean, blacksmithery, <laughs> not, not regarding the Boy Scouts, from what I'm given to understand. Uh, sorry. <laughs> I'm asking him to forge. It might be a merit badge for it, but that's about it. <laughs> I'm asking him to forge me the ultimate weapon, the thing that I can finally use to defeat the Mad Titan Thanos. Um, what do you recommend that we use for the handle of said uh, Warhammer slash axe? Uh, uh, like I didn't realize all these questions would be about blacksmithing, <laughs> Justin. So. Yeah, I mean, are you, I mean. <laughs> Are we talking about like uh, Stormbringer or whatever? Sure. Or, <laughs> I don't fucking know. I'm just I'm just asking. Um, beats me, man. If okay, second second question. We'll just we'll just pivot. We I don't, have metal I don't from know a dark about, star, and <laughs> <laughs> I don't know much we about smithery or, or metallurgy. So like, this is really outside of my wheelhouse. Wait, you've seen Highlander. That's kind of... Yeah, oh. that's like that's How many the... times should he fold the metal? <laughs> as many as possible. Hold on, let me write uh, that down. That's yeah. Kind of... 
from from what the final dimension taught me, <laughs> uh, if if you have oh. hundreds of years to make a sword, uh, what better way to spend your time than by uh, heating up and bending a fucking piece of metal uh, thousands upon thousands upon thousands of times? Actually, I'm Egyptian. <laughs> oh my fucking. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> not true. <laughs> Listen to me, MacLeod. My name is Ramirez. I'm an ancient Egyptian posing as a Spaniard in the Spanish court. But pay no attention to my Scottish accent and lisp. <laughs> yeah, you got it, Sean. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> let's take the Frenchman and have him play the fucking immortal Scottish guy. And let's take the Scottish Like, I would have loved to have been in the coked-out pitch meeting for that one. Like so, it's it's Highlander, right? It's about this immortal Scottish guy from from the Highlands. That's why he's the Highlander, and and he's from the Clan MacLeod. And I was thinking we could get Sean Connery to be in it. Oh, that's Brilliant. intriguing. That's a that's a fantastic idea. I think I think he might be receptive to it. I mean, he's Scottish. He finally gets to play like a a Scottish action hero. No, no, no. He's gonna play an ancient Egyptian <laughs> that goes to Scotland. To teach the Scottish guy how to be a better immortal. Oh, well, okay. So, so they're gonna fight together. Is that how it works? So, do you have like another Scottish actor in mind to work alongside him, like a young, up and coming, like someone we haven't seen before? Really, like bank it on Sean Connery's involvement? Because I mean, that worked for Marlon Brando being in Superman as well as Gene Hackman. I think we could work. We could pull that off. What What do you think? Oh, I think the best person to play the immortal Scottish guy is uh, that French dude who played Tarzan a mm -hmm. couple years ago. What do you think? Okay. Christo okay. Christopher Lambeer? Yeah, that's the guy. The bear guy. Uh, uh, okay, great. And uh, there's this villainous Russian dude, and he's just going to murk everybody in sight. Okay, all right. And uh, you have somebody – well, you got like uh, the – the Swedish guy who played the Russian in, in Rocky in mind Rucker for this Hauer, one. maybe, you know, yeah, you're like a Rucker Hauer type or what, what are you, what are you thinking? Like, Oh, uh, so there's this actor in his, uh, his family owns the, the Brown publishing company, uh, in New York. I, I thought we could hire him cause he's, he's like a, he's, he's like six and a half feet tall. Does he have a uh, strong name? <laughs> uh, Clancy Brown. Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, doesn't sure. exactly uh, get I mean, so, uh, you mean Biff? So, sounds more <laughs> foppish than I would have imagined, but okay. No, really, kinda, I'm quite lowbrow. <laughs> kind of reminds me a little bit of that, uh, 30 Rock when Michael Sheen showed up, and she he's like, Oh, my name isn't Wesley Snipes, your name is Wesley Snipes. He goes, Yes, my name is Wesley Snipes, and when you really think about it, it makes more sense. Hear the name now, think about how he looks and how I look, it makes more sense because <laughs> he's super British. <laughs> Wesley Snipes does sound like a very British name, I'm not gonna lie, but uh, I will say also, the people who I've whom I've met that have the most British sounding names on the face of the planet have all been uh, gentlemen of color, uh, usually uh, hailing from the Caribbean, <laughs> like Jamaica and such. I've, I've met Cornelius Pendersmith. I, I've, 
I've literally met dudes named Nigel and Neville, and they have fucking all been from Jamaica. <laughs> like, you know, via Condios, man. As long as you, I guess, I guess as long as your name isn't fucking Benedict Cumberbatch, you're, you're fucking golden. <laughs> you know, but, uh, yeah, fucking Highlander, man. Uh, <laughs> your Highlander is shit. <laughs> your Highlander is shit. I, for the record, I love Highlander, and I think that there's a good version of Highlander 2 out there. There but, is. Um, there's also a really bad version of Highlander 2, which is the okay. first one that they uh, released. <laughs> Gentlemen, yeah. we're going to have a fundamental difference of opinion on this. There is no such thing as a good version of Highlander 2. And I know exactly what you're talking about. I've seen them both. We, we yeah. watch Krull, so we're going to disagree with you. <sighs> Fucking I, I, I think the uh, the director's cut, right? It was the director's cut. That was Renegade the Renegade edition. Yeah. 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 I'm aware. <laughs> I'm very aware. Believe me, I was like all about Highlander when I was younger. My uncle loved Highlander. He like collects swords and stuff. Where it's like, and my uncle's a Highlander. He's, he knows there could be only one, so his days I mean, are numbered. It is he lives on Scot- holy ground. It is the Scottish side of my family. He's my uncle William, his last name is Strachan. So, <laughs> yeah, just leaned into that a little bit. But yeah, he's got a bunch of broadswords and, and katanas and stuff like that. And, swords um, with broads on them. <laughs> that too pens with and broads on him he he got me like really into uh braveheart when i was younger as as like factually inaccurate as that movie is um which my uncle wayne made sure to let me know when i watched it he was like just to let you know this is a fun movie none of this shit happened like this <laughs> like, the, the sure. best part's the part with the guy from ireland and he goes that's told you it was my island my <laughs> island <laughs> you're like yep is that your actual father that you're conversing with, or is it the Almighty with which you speak? Aye. In order for an Irishman to speak to his equal, he's forced to speak to the Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Stephen. <laughs> if you say so, sir. Um, I told you, that's my island. Um, dude was crazier than a shithouse rat. But, uh, yeah, friggin'. I I got I got really into all that stuff. I, I I watched the movies and I was like I was enthralled by the first movie. And I don't think I've ever there's been few instances in my life where I've been as or more disappointed as when I watched either version of Highlander 2. Uh I, I was like crestfallen when I watched that movie. It, it, I don't know. Have have you watched the series Highlander the Raven? <laughs> Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> yeah. Wait, uh, it's like was, was that, so there was bad. a different there was a different t- TV series. You know there what, Leo? A, I don't want to tell you now because I'm afraid you'll find it. <laughs> oh god, Leo! It's, it's like awful. six. It's like six episodes long. They canceled it. Oh, okay. So fast it would make your head spin because it yeah, it was, was really bad. It was I, deeply I, terrible. I loved the TV series. Yeah, the TV series was good. Well, yeah, and that's yeah. that's what I was gonna say. Is my my uncle like in? I mean just to show you how dedicated he was back at that point, you can talk about the nineties, right? He owned the vast majority owned, bought purchased the vast majority of that series on VHS. Yeah. Like a fucking set. I remember those at Sam Goody. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Um, and I, I watched it whenever I could on USA and I was, I loved it. And 
I actually didn't mind Highlander, the final dimension starring Christopher. Oh, I, like yeah. I like that one. Um, I, you know, it's one of those things where it's like, uh, you know, if, if there was like a little bit more of an explanation for like how you got to that point from the end of Highlander in Highlander three, then I think it would have been, it would have worked a lot better for the story overall. Uh, but the show was amazing. The, the, the world building and everything that they were able to do with it was, was absolutely out of control. I love like talk. I mean, Buffy the vampire slayer with their watches. All right. Yeah. Been there, done that. <laughs> like Mark Singer as the, the hillbilly Highlander. <laughs> yep. First time I watched, like first time I heard wa- the watchers and like, Oh, we, we, we catalog everything and we, we, we make sure we track what the watchers do, what the vampire slayers do over the centuries. I'm like, Oh, so you also had USA network. That's fun. Like me, and, me and all of the writers of Buffy, the vampire slayer all apparently enjoyed Highland of the series. That's great. And, uh, but yeah, like I, I absolutely love the show and I honestly did not know how to feel about Highlander Endgame when they made it. And then I saw the movie and I was like, yeah, they should not have made this movie. Like as much as I really enjoyed the separate stories of Connor and Duncan uh, and I really wanted to see like Adrian Paul have a bit more to do as as the character or just get something a little bit more. Um, nah. And and then everything past that was just absolute garbage. There's like what two more after that at least? I, I know there's the source. Um, gee, I I know there's a uh, final dimension, and then there's the uh, the end game. Everyone thinks because you're a zombie you don't know good coffee. Well, they're wrong. There's only one brew that gets my seal of approval. Deadly Grounds coffee is my guilty pleasure. The aroma is so intoxicating. It brings all of my neighbors out of the woodwork. Deadly Grounds coffee. Coffee to die for and zombie approved. It's good to get a little deadly. Use the front door! Oh, they're so disgusting. Uh, Okay, so yeah, uh, Highlander, Highlander 2. Highlander uh, the cartoon I saw was on there. Oh, good. I was I was just about to okay never mind yeah uh, the source yeah the source the final dimension end game yeah I feel like there's oh one there's two more. two cartoons vengeance oh that's a movie oh I think there's an anime isn't there yeah anime yeah. movie end game the source the raven the search for vengeance uh, yeah that's the animated one um. I know. Yeah, I've seen I've seen the anime. It was, it was like interesting animation. Story wasn't that great, but you know, like the animation was cool. Very very much like Castlevania. What the fuck? You don't want to load now? That's cool, man. Do that. Do exactly that. Uh looks like there's another thing here. Oh, come on. Wow, it's a lot of a lot of open tabs, Brandon. Uh, the Watcher came out in 2016. Wow, that's super recent. Yeah. Um, 
Dark Places is another one, 2016. Two hours and 32 minutes. Not rated. That might not be a. This is like when I found out about all the extra Robocop content out there, and I had no idea. I'm like, there was a series? (laughs) What? All right. I mean, this has got to be a fan thing, but it's still interesting ish. Uh, I will say it's got a 6.5 out of 10 on IMDb, which means like it's uh, slightly above mediocre. So, you know, good for them. Um, Yeah. uh, You stupid. So the plot summary. (laughs) um, Let's see. Oh, wow. Okay. In immortal Vlad Karadoc Dracula targets a Brazilian Highlander, Malej, who nears the grip of a dark quickening. Things do not go according to plan, and others in the game become embroiled in Dracula's ensuing curse. That's interesting. I'm going to play on the idea that maybe Dracula was a player in the that makes game. Sense. Yeah. I never thought about that before. That's... Like I said, the concept is interesting. I'm not saying I think it's a, uh, you know, it doesn't necessarily mean it would be good to see. I, I can tell you this: the source was was not good. Oh yeah, look at that! Three out of ten on IMDb. <laughs> so that means they like the cinematography. Oh man, it was it was not great, man. I don't know what. Like it's just it's really odd, just apropos of nothing. It's it's like I would rather watch Highlander two than the source. I'll put it that way because at least I have Christopher Lambert and Sean Connery trying their best to have fun while making the movie. Like I just showed up for the check. Yeah, I did, I did too. <laughs> but uh, yeah, the Raven dude. Oh my god, that. Oh, it was 22 episodes? Jesus Christ. I could have sworn it was only only half a dozen. It was on after Renegade. Yeah, I know. I know. Leo's wildly aware because uh, Renegade was the inspiration for him to buy a duster. (laughs) (laughs) It was probably before Renegade that I bought it. Oh, okay. Trendsetter. (laughs) <laughs> he's a real walker fan <laughs> uh, well they could have used your help with the walker prequel over at the cw leo so i hope you're happy did they cancel that oh yeah 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 <laughs> they canceled gotham knights and like you know so many people across the world were like no don't Please. Brandon, I didn't even know that show existed. That's all right. A lot of other people didn't, too. (laughs) Yeah. You know, just like uh, I'm like, I was aware of the show Naomi and I was not aware of this show. I'm like, yeah, that show Naomi really disappointed the fuck out of me, man. I was like, I was not because I loved the comic. I, yeah. I I thought it was great. That first that first series there that he did there, like the what was it like four issues, six issues? How long was the run? It was, it was like six issues. Yeah. Um, season really one is what cool. he called it. Yeah, I that liked was it. A good book, but I'm like, how do you mess this up? <laughs> well, I mean, if you ever get a chance to talk to Ava du- Duvernay, she'll she'll probably let you know. Hi, 
Come here. Oh, the righteous gemstones is back. Come on. Good. Hey, come on. Come on. That's a fun show. Say hi. Yeah, it is. Say hi. Oh, Arf. I'm a good boy. Yeah. See, this is Otisburg. Hi, bud. Yeah. Yeah. You just want to see what I'm doing? Is he uh, smiling? See, see, oh no, he's he's his tail's wagging though. <laughs> he's uh he's always intrigued by this. He comes over to try to figure out what's going on. Oh, okay. I thought that was his teeth. He's got like a little gray patch under uh, white patch. Oh yeah, no, he's just got a little white patch there, huh? Yeah, it's it's probably from the teeny tiny bit of chow chow in his heritage, huh? Yeah. Oh, are you falling asleep while you're standing up on the chair, doofus? I'm a defender of Genghis Khan. <laughs> Oh, buddy. Oh, he's a tired pup. Okay. Yeah, I know. I know. Okay, well, Mama's going to go brush your teeth, so you could probably take your paw off the chair now. Thanks, buddy. There. Yep. Go ahead. Teeth time. Oh, outside. Then teeth. Oh, yeah, yeah. Fuck me, then. Have fun, pal. (laughs) He's gone now. (laughs) (laughs) Mimi. He, like... He was curled up upstairs and I like earlier when I was getting my stuff set up, I had the lights on to like check everything and get ready. And I was like, all right. And uh, before I had shut it off, he was like trotting by and he was like, what lights? What are we doing the show? (laughs) (laughs) Game over. And I was like, no, nothing right now. But I shut the lights off. And he was like, oh, (sighs) okay. Then went outside. And then when he came in, he just, he went upstairs and curled up into a ball. So he didn't come down until just now because it's time for them to, you know, go outside and then get their brush te- uh, teeth brushed before they go up to bed. So he was just like, dum 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 What the fuck? You started without me? You son yeah. of a bitch! <laughs> yeah. Argo, Argo, like, he, he could not be bothered to, to come over here. I don't know what it is about this area. He's just... He, the only time he'll come over is if I have a, uh, I have to, I can't, I have to spell it. I'm sorry. It's like living with toddlers, T-R-E-A-T. Um, or uh, if I'm putting their collars on them so they can go for a W-A-L-K. <laughs> That's it. Otherwise, he's like, yeah, no, you have fun over there, old man. We'll see you when you clock out. Like, I'm in the middle of the dining room. You have to pass by me. Oh, yeah, I, and I will. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Fucking puppy full of tood. Um, but yeah, uh they uh they canceled so much shit on on CW though. Uh Gotham Knights, you know, a lot of people are like, well, you know, Gotham Knights is like their cheapest show to produce. Uh so you know it's that's gonna be one thing in favor for that as opposed to Superman and Lois. I'm like, yeah, but uh it's Superman and Lois. <laughs> like I, I feel they like they kept the- four actors, or maybe uh was yeah, seven. four. Seven. Oh, they kept seven? Okay. Oh, I thought you said cut. I'm sorry. I thought you said cut. Yeah, they, they kept, like, the principal, which, honestly, like, a lot of people I saw kind of like, oh, man, you know, what about what about these people? And what about those people? I'm like, yeah, I get it. But at the same time, the name of the show is Superman and Lois. So if this fourth season coming up is going to be, like, the final season, like, sort of uh, carrying the torch holding hold keeping the flame lit until superman legacy shows up in in theaters uh then yeah that's that's fine man let's keep the focus on the the lane kent family and and that's that you know that's not to say that some of these folks won't show up or be recurring 
you know, that's that's the main thing is like it's it doesn't mean they're gone from the series. It just means. Oh, I, I thought it did. I thought that meant that they were like out like because uh, they said Dylan Walsh isn't going to show up. Yeah. Well, then, then he made the choice to not come back as a guest or recurring. OK. Yeah. That that was like the, the main thing is uh, they their principal cast was reduced significantly to to uh, bolster the budget, which. You know, that sucks, but you know, if it if if it enables them to at least round out the story that they've been telling this whole time, then uh, you know, let let them let them do it. And if this is their last season, I hope somebody says to them, "Hey, wrap it up." You know, like you've been doing well, but let's make sure that it ends on the right note. You have you have plenty of notice. So, fingers well- crossed. Were they making a move directly to uh, Max? Nope, they're staying on the CW. But like, that's the tricky thing about something like Superman and Lois and any number of other projects, not just CW, but citing Superman and Lois specifically. Um, all right, cool. I've heard good things about this show. I would really like to check out like the past couple of seasons. Uh, so I can just go to like the the CW Now app and catch up on that. Oh no, you have to go to Max. Yeah. What? What do you mean? That was on CW. Yeah, but Warner Brothers owns it, so uh, it goes to Max when the season is done. Uh, what? You know, and that's the thing. I will honestly say, I think, and a lot of people have like this fucking mad on for. David Zaslav and you know a lot of the other folks at Warner Brothers Discovery but um I actually think it was the right move for them to pull certain things off of Max to license them out to other places because you know movies and shows because aside from something like a Disney movie or a Marvel movie which you know what company it is through and through the average moviegoer, the average audience, like not nerds like us, the vast majority of people out there, they don't fucking know when something is a Fox movie or a Warner <laughs> brothers movie or a Paramount movie. They don't give a fuck. And, and that's fine. Rightfully so. Why should they? But the studios and production houses themselves started making the distinction when they put all these movies and shows on their streaming services. And it's confusing if you're not a fucking dork like we are, where we understand like who makes what. Um, And you saw a lot of people just kind of give up and be like, I don't, I'm not even going to bother trying to find this. I I'm not trying to chase this one thing through, a mountain of content somewhere else and blah, 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 blah. Like I already pay for this and that's what I'm doing. Um, so, you know, a lot of people, I tried explaining this to a couple of friends of ours. Uh, they were like, fucking, I can't. And, and I know, especially like for, for you two guys, like I, I know that you guys are all about the Batman action. Uh, yeah. And I am also very intrigued to see Batman Cape Crusader. I just want to see like what it looks like, how it comes out. Um, but people, a lot of people like, I can't believe that Max would, would license that would, would, you know, put that on Amazon. 
that Warner Brothers would do that instead of keeping it on Max. I'm like, why would they, man? You do realize that Batman is part of a brand that they own. So the more people that can get their eyeballs on the thing that they're doing, the better off it is. And if you're making it so exclusive to just your streaming service, you are already limiting the wider audience. Whereas Amazon has so many different subscribers already, primarily because Prime, you know, is gets bundled together with like being able to watch a lot of that shit. You you spend your your yearly membership and you have two days free shipping and then Oh, look at all this shit I can watch, you know? So there's your deal. A lot more, a lot more people have Amazon prime, like prime video than they Mm -hmm. do max. Yeah. Um, so it makes, it makes far more sense to get the things out where eyeballs are going to see them. So you keep awareness alive and by licensing it, it's pretty brilliant. They, they spend the money initially to make the episodes then the money they make they use to make the episodes is recouped by the licensing fees that they make from Amazon. And then Amazon may make some money on people subscribing and it helps say like, Hey, look, people watch our stuff. These are ratings. Uh, And, but then because it's a cartoon, if it's popular, you're going to have all kinds of um, toys and stuff like that that can be produced. That's all still licensing. And there's going to be a large portion of that that is split between Amazon and Warner Brothers. So it really mitigates the risk for Warner Brothers to produce that particular project. And, you know, it's just as an example using that. Um, I just I think it's I think it's smart to to diversify a little bit, you know, just to to get spread out there and have as many people see what what you're making. Um, and if, I wonder if, what's going to happen with the um, with the residuals for this, because like just exactly what you were talking about. And now you've got streaming. So it's like, are the actors and actresses um, going to get streaming residuals, you know, for for these um, things in the future that are licensed yeah. like that? Because well, that, it, it is on the CW app and it's on um, what's what's the other one? It's uh, it's on Max, you know, mm-hmm. but. You know, is that going to be something where that just stops in the future? Whereas if it was on TNT or something like that, you know, on TV, they would be getting a check, you know? Yeah, well, that's something that is going to need to be sussed out with, like, the Screen Actors Guild and, yeah. and all that. I mean, we're probably going to see uh, another strike coming up in yeah, a couple I, of I years. Do, I do think that's going to be part of it because, like, they're saying with this um, WGA writer strike – Netflix and Amazon and these companies are not giving up like how many times things are viewed and all that. So like they're, they're not disclosing the information that would lead to that sort of residual paycheck for other people. Exactly. Exactly. And um, you know, in the, in all of those, all those people uh, who work to make all those things that we all enjoy, they deserve to make as much as they can off of their work. And not just off of the work that it's finalized either. You know, that's a big part of it is like they write something and then they're expected to continuously write more updated drafts the entire time. And it's like, if something is submitted and then submitted again and submitted again, like a submission means that's a a piece of finalized writing at that point. 
And whether or not you're saying like, oh, it's the second draft, it's still a finished draft. So that's a that's a body of work. It's not the same as the first draft. It's not going to be the same as the third, fourth, or final draft. Mm-hmm. People are only getting paid for one draft. Yeah. Well, also what's ridiculous is like back in the day, they had to rely on like Nielsen ratings and, and to get a rough estimate of how many people were watching. Now they can get an exact number of how many people that watch. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. And I, I think that's the part that, that is the, the biggest bummer. I, I have mixed feelings about residuals myself, um, you know, just uh, from how they work and like the income and stuff like that. And it's like, there's a lot of people on this planet that do a lot of good work that aren't in the entertainment industry that don't get paid residuals. And then for mm. the people that to make the amount of money that they do and then still get decisions, residuals perhaps they have to do like a top-down look at the entertainment industry and figure things out for there because writers don't get that look at the comic book industry they don't get shit you know for any of this stuff and then it's like oh i was on general hospital and i get i get this and that's my my income it's like okay good it's good that you did that it's good that you do that but that shouldn't be you know the only way people make money in the entertainment business so that's probably something else that needs to be looked at and uh maybe they will but I, well, I do think that there is still, uh, and like Brandon was saying, if these executives are making tons of money and like the the companies like 20th Century Fox and Universal and like all them are making billions of dollars off this content, you know, maybe there should be a little something there. So like I said, I have mixed feelings on it because it's it's just not like any other industry. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 ve- it's it's hard too. Um, not just because of the amounts of money involved, uh, or the numerous processes, uh, the the tiers involved from the top down, mm-hmm. but uh, also it is very difficult in a in an industry that is built on the regular creativity of. A particular group of people mm-hmm. you know the the muckety mucks who are making money hand over fist that's all fine and good but i mean this strike the reason the strike is important any strike like this is important whether or not it's the writers guild or fucking verizon you know is uh you can't do the things that make you all of that fucking money without these people busting their fucking balls regularly to get you the stuff that you say you need, you know, like without them, go ahead, write your shows and your movies yourself, see how they come out. You know, let we get, let's, let's have John Peters fucking write the next Superman movie. See how <laughs> that goes. Yeah. And it's funny, too, because we do take for granted that we see all this new news on, um, you know, like, oh, this is going forward at D.C. with like James Gunn and all that. But it's like there is still the writer strike going on right now. And there is going to be a big shortage of content coming soon, you know, where they're going to be sparingly releasing stuff. So we don't have that, hopefully. But, you mm-hmm. know, it's it's a real thing. And, you know, it's it's not as easy as like, oh, they're the bad guys. They're the good guys. It's like it, it's just it's crazy it's crazy being an adult right yeah, yeah tell me about it like <laughs> I, I think i think heroes was the first time i was ever really like made fully aware of the whole like 
writers guild issues and stuff yeah. like that and uh oh boy oh boy was that a terrible fucking year for was that 20 20 or 2009 or was that 2010 oh i think it was a little earlier than that i think it was like 2006 was it because i remember that was like after the first season of true blood and i'm like oh okay that's that's where we're at we also had uh jericho right jericho suffered from that oh yeah yeah heroes season two Jericho didn't they, season three was the bad one. Didn't they dump season like two a, was terrible too, man? What about they, Jericho? Like, didn't they dump like a whole mess of potatoes on like the producers? Nuts. It was nuts. Oh yeah. Yeah, because like somebody in the show says something like, oh nuts or something yeah. like that. I don't know. So they they sent a shitload of fucking like peanuts and cashews or something <laughs> i don't know i never watched the show so i you know i remember reading about it my the show, eye the show the doctor pretty told good. me not to get nuts in it <laughs> ah my eye <laughs> i can't even remember what episode that's from <laughs> oh um that's that's the one with um uh he becomes the prank monkey for mr burns oh not <laughs> <Aunt> lenny <laughs> Ah, my doctor told me not to get nuts in it. <laughs> I went to uh, I went to Mo's Tavern. It looks like the cat weekend. in the hat. Yeah, because uh, that's where the Dr. Seuss Museum is in Springfield, Massachusetts. Oh, nice. We have yeah. uh, we have a Dr. Seuss uh, cat in the hat statue out here. It's kind of cool. It's a big bronze statue, right down the road from the uh, Dick Tracy statue. Really? Yeah, Naperville. Yes. You guys have all the cool statues in Illinois. Yeah, there, there's a bunch of Dr. Seuss stuff out here, actually. Uh, the Water Tower in Chicago uh, proper has like a whole Dr. Seuss exhibit, which is pretty cool. I, I have no idea why it's here, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, because like he's a Massachusetts guy. So, yeah. Well, I mean, I still got to make it to Metropolis out that way. Yeah. Yeah. Superman Day. I think we just had that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. That was where. Yeah. Uh, Ty- Taylor, is it Tyler Hoshi? Tyler, Tyler Hecklin. Oh, Hecklin, is it? Yeah, he yep. just got honored um, down there. Yeah, who else was there? Um, oh, it was uh, him and an actress. It, it was him and actress, and I think the guy who played Brainiac 5 in Supergirl on CW. 23. Let's see who was there on Superman Day, uh, June 12th. And who was there? Okay, here we go. Uh, so Tyler Hecklin, Nicole Maines, who played Dreamer in nope. Supergirl. Yep, I know who she is, but that's not who it was. Jesse Rath, who played Brainiac 5. Yep. And Quirrell Docks. Mm hmm. And yeah, that's it. So those those are the three featured oh. guests. I, I could have sworn that I saw another. Wow. Person. So 20, 2018 was. Let's see. Anybody good? John Newton, who played uh, Superboy. Uh, Blake Ritson, who played Bla- Brainiac. The voice of Rao on Krypton. Sean Beads, who played Adam Strange from Krypton, and then Brandon Routh. Wow. So 2018. Yep. I'd, I'd yep. go to meet Brandon Routh. Yeah. Uh, 
there's going to be a bunch of uh, Superman adjacent uh, actors and actresses in uh, at Rhode Island Comic Con this nice. this year. Yeah, um, Tyler Hecklin's one of them. Oh, cool! Is yeah. he on your list to to visit? To, yes, to meet. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure, definitely. Will Jeffrey um, Coombs be there? I think he is actually. Yeah, because he's coming I, to Terrificon, so. He played Brainiac in the Injustice video game. Yeah, I'm pretty. I'm pretty sure. Uh, oh, that's cool. Somebody dressed up as Mom Pop. That's funny. Uh, at the Superman celebration. Oh, oh okay, cool. Oh, I hey. see it. Yeah. Look at they got like a little. Would it be? Oh, oh nice. Uh, come on. Come on, you fucker. Of course. Well, yeah, they get a baby wrapped up in a red and <laughs> yellow, red, blue, and yellow blanket. It's like a, it's a doll, but like that that carriage thing in front of them was a was a rocket ship, like an old school <laughs> looking rocket ship from the fifties. Um. Oh shit! Flash Gordon, the uh, what's his name, Sam Jones, was there at, at uh, Superman uh... celebration. Uh... Save yeah. every one of us. I I could have sworn like I I could have sworn there was like another person there, and I just I maybe it was Nicole Maines, um, but I saw a photo and I was like, oh, okay, sure, why not? That makes sense. I was, hmm, you guys suck. Oh yeah. Meow. <laughs> Say hello, bro. What's that? Yeah, say hello, buddy. Oh, oh my goodness, he's adorable. He's an ass. Yeah, (laughs) probably because he knows he's adorable. Yep. I know that goes. Why are you yelling? You know what? It was. It was. It was Nicole Maines. It, it was it's a photo that I saw with her, Tyler Hecklin, and Jesse Rath. That okay, yeah. Sounds so like my, a sounds like Johnny Rath from the critic. Yeah, right. It stinks. <laughs> um yeah, she was uh she she's in uh she was in this most recent season of Yellow Jackets as well. Is she um is she related to Natalie Maines? Not to my knowledge. I don't know who Natalie Maines is. So she she was uh, the lead singer of the Dixie Chicks, and she was married to... Um, oh, Adrian uh, Pastar. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, yeah. is that her daughter? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Nicole Maines, uh, she is uh, an actress who uh, also is uh, an activist for transgender rights uh she uh she was born uh male she is a transgender woman uh she is actually uh one of a set of identical twins um her her brother is um you know uh, you know regular 21 year old guy and She's a regular 21-year-old girl. Uh, funny enough, they are from Maine. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> um, Mains is the Maine. yeah the Ma- Mains is their real last name. Um, and yeah, she's uh, she's been doing really well for herself. Uh, I I liked her in uh, like I liked her as Dreamer for what I saw in Supergirl, and that's not anything against her saying like for what I saw. It's just I didn't watch much of Supergirl uh, after it came onto the CW. Um, but uh, she was in this movie called Bit, uh, which is sort of an LGBTQ plus vampire movie. Oh. Um, I I think part of it takes place in the 70s, which is like a little bit of an origin story for one of the characters. And that part of the movie is infinitely more interesting than anything else in the rest of the movie. I see it and I'm like, oh, you guys might have been might have been better off like focusing on this you know um i think you know to have if they they could still have gone like the lgbtq vampire route and have it take place in the 70s you know like it would have been a, a very interesting juxtaposition um but i don't think that there was strong direction on it uh and i think nicole mains being fairly green needs that direction uh because she was in Yellow Jackets, uh, and it was a small, small role in the second season, but she was she was great in it. Um, so you know, seeing that, and I'm like, oh, thank God, like she is good. She just needs someone to like guide her, you know, put some lampposts down the road. Uh, but I, I hope we end up seeing her more stuff because uh, she she's a cute kid. She she uh, had a lot of heart as a dreamer in Supergirl, like play like the uh the wide-eyed newcomer to this like world of superheroes and all that it's that's that's not an easy task with an already established an ensemble cast on top of it uh so you know more more power to her uh i and i hope that the folks at warner brothers in dc like remember her and a few of the other folks from some of those productions too cool uh moving forward yeah um but i liked jesse rath uh as um brainiac five as well he was he was that was actually done really well uh when he first shows up in the show he really does like look like brainiac from legion of superheroes through and through not not the one from super friends who was wearing like the boy shorts no unfortunately (laughs) not that one the pink underwear (laughs) pink underwear baby uh no this this one's very much like uh vril docs and he's you know, like, yep, yeah, I'm I'm a superhero, and I'm here because you know we need to help time from being broken and yada yada. But uh, yeah, Tyler Hecklin coming from that show and kind of being the only one, you know, last man standing, so to speak, uh, considering that there is no more Arrow slash CW verse. Um, and you know. <laughs> thinking saying arrow out loud uh, i was looking at some stuff recently uh did you guys watch arrow oh i think up until season four okay yeah I, i think i did something along the same lines leo um you know what as as much as i i mean i have a soft spot in my heart for smallville like it's not my favorite show by any stretch but i appreciate what they did for a long time, you know, of all fucking people, Zack Snyder had it right 
when he said like, listen, my kids love Smallville. And from the time that we, you know, we had Chris Reeve playing the character, then a short show on television, meaning Dean Kane's show. It, after that, like there was just nothing. And then Smallville showed up and it, and it kept the torch burning for a decade. And there's a, an entire generation of kids out there now who are aware of who Superman is in, in his cast of characters because of that show. So anything past that show moving forward does owe some kind of debt to the people that made Smallville. And that's Zack Snyder who, who said that, you know, and I, I agree with him. Uh, I, I don't think that it was a high watermark necessarily, but it certainly had some staying power. Um, I think that one of the more accurate representations of a comic book character in that entire series was Justin Hartley as Oliver Queen. It was good. Yeah. yeah. Like, I have nothing against Stephen Amell or anything like that, but, like, comparing the two, Justin Hartley's Green Arrow was exactly who Green Arrow was supposed to be. Yeah, I agree. You know, he, he was not supposed to be Batman light. He's a guy who's like, yeah, some really shitty stuff happened to me, but boy, oh boy, did it, it change my perspective. So now uh, I've decided instead of like fighting to make myself richer, I'm, I'm, I'm going to fight to help other people. And uh, if I can do that with arrows, I'll do it. But if I can do it socially, I'm going to do that first. You know, like that's, that's exactly who that character is. Whereas you got Stephen Amell when they start off like you have failed this city. Like, all right, we fucking get it, dude. We it's get it's it. so funny because after watching like the, the Netflix series Daredevil, it's such a high standard to hold these others to. I'll be like, they get it. They did it. They did this whole thing. And I'm like, you could have done this arrow. You could have done this twice before this time. You know, yeah. and it just it didn't happen. It didn't catch, and everything had to be so dumb, you know. What was I, the CW man? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it 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 really says something. Where for me, um, I loved the addition of the character Felicity Smoke at the beginning of that show. I really liked her character. I was like, oh, this is an interesting play in like Oracle, and yeah. I can dig it. You know, not bad. And then when they had like her and Oliver become like romantically involved, I was like, oh, you moonlighting it. They, you know what they did? Yeah, it was like that or Criminal Minds. You know, I've um, not watched Criminal's Minds, but okay, I do. It's, it's I, a similar dynamic, you know. Yeah, I do remember when, when Bruce Willis and Sybil Shepherd got together on Moonlighting. That's when the show just took a, a nosedive because all that tension was completely gone, and that's really why everybody fucking tuned in. I think I think it was one of those things where maybe they didn't anticipate that. Felicity would have been like the most attractive woman on the show. And it's like, this woman is gorgeous and you're trying to make her the spunky sidekick. Yeah. I know. I she, she was definitely like, messed up. <laughs> well, I mean, they definitely leaned into the manic pixie dream girl thing with, with Felicity for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's like, Oh, what, what was the choice here? Were you going to cast, um, uh, uh, Emily Bet Rickards. I can't believe I just remembered her fucking name. Emily Bet Rickards or uh, Zoe Deschanel. <laughs> you know, like, 
because that's clearly the vibe you're going for here. Mm-hmm. Um, but like I said, we'll the call first... that the early 2000s to mid 2000s vibe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, all she needed was like some Ramona Flowers style colored hair. And did she play a ukulele? I couldn't begin to fucking tell you. Okay. <laughs> okay, guys, new idea. Highlander, except for they're all manic pixie dream girls and they have ukuleles, but they still have to behead each other. I mean, I feel like that's workable. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm being serious. It's like, like it's workable. Scott Pilgrim style, you know, making But here's like, the th- here's the thing. If you're gonna if you're gonna have them all be these like manic pixie dream girl tropes, that I think th- what you gotta do is you gotta like like lean into it to the point where it actually subverts people's expectations. That's they fight the only in part. thrift stores. You know? Oh, ooh, and their catchphrase could be "There can be only one that's adorable." <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> oh. I heart nerds. It's like, it makes me think of Chelsea Peretti. Like, yeah. Oh, I saw this girl, and she was she's like, I heart nerds. <laughs> it's like. You know, I just I see girls who say that and wear shirts like that, and I just want to make them force fuck a guy with just horrible cystic acne for like three hours straight. <laughs> because right after that, they'd be like, "Oh, you know what? I I don't heart nerds. I I heart I heart really hot guys with glasses. Never mind." <laughs> <laughs> Chelsea Peretti is vicious. Yeah, um, she's she's pretty good. Yeah, she's, I like they give her some of the best lines too in the show. Yeah, for sure. Brooklyn Nine Nine, man, that was. It's so crazy to think that on that show, you know that that Stephanie Beatriz went and tried out for the role of Amy Santiago. Really? Yep. She. That's where she. That's the audition she went for, and they're like, "Hey, listen, there's another character here. We would like for you to read. We'd like for you to read for that as well." And she's like, "Okay." And she's like, "I don't think I'm. I don't think I'm getting this this Amy role," and she was, I guess, really like getting down because in, unfortunately she was right to feel this way because of just history being what it is in that industry, especially she's like, there's no way they're going to have two Latina women as part of the cast of this show. They created the role of Rosa specifically for her. After she went on that second audition, they took the character that she auditioned and they retooled it and molded it to her. Um, and that's how Rosa became a part of the show. Originally, she, she's Rosa's a great ca- character, too. Yeah. Her character was a man at first. Yeah. And, and it kind of blew me away, like before I ever knew any of that, like seeing an interview with Stephanie Beatriz, because she was so wildly different from the character she played on the show. She is like so bubbly and energetic and like just all smiles from ear to ear. You would never in a million years, like it's a Clark Kent Superman scenario kind of thing. Like if you saw Stephanie Beatrice on an interview on the today show, you would never necessarily look at like Rosa in Brooklyn nine, nine and be like, Hey, you think that actress kind of looks like you? What? No. <laughs> like, 
it, it's it's just uh it just goes to show like how good an actress she really is and i'm glad and, and that she goes goes on to do encanto so you, you were the, probably more prepared to see her that way than than i was oh 100 so. i mean that's that's the funny thing is like once i saw encanto too i was like oh well that's that makes sense then because amy's father is played by jimmy smith jimmy smith's and her brother was played by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Jimmy Smits was in was in In the Heights by Lynn Manuel Miranda, as was Stephanie Beatrice. Yep, she was. And, and then Lynn Manuel Miranda wrote the music for Encanto, in which Stephanie Beatrice is the main character's voice. So, like, you know, there's it's all about who you know, it's all about networking, you know. So make better friends. I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. Make friends with Lynn Manuel Miranda. <laughs> and have I well, I mean, if you're gonna make friends with that guy, I guess like have the ability to carry a tune. I'm not even saying sing really well because if you've ever heard Lynn Manuel Miranda, yeah, yeah, you're not the first person to say that. <laughs> <laughs> the other day, Dara and I were were driving, uh, it was like a week ago, and um oh, what was it? Um oh what's this what's the song? Um what's the oh I can I, I can never remember the names of them. Um you'd know it, Justin. The one Everybody where walk the dinosaur. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, from Hamilton. Get, up, um, get on the floor. <laughs> no, I, Super Mario Brothers. Um Safety no, dance. It's, it's the it's the one that um Aaron Burr and Alexander Hamilton are singing almost uh, in like the- Theodosia, dear Theodosia, dear Theodosia. Thank you. That's yeah, the um, and you know Leslie Odom Jr. like just, uh, such a beautiful, magnificent voice. And then you you go into fucking Lin Manuel Miranda singing to his son Philip, and we listen to the whole song. Like I'm singing Leslie Odom Jr.'s part like the whole time. Like even the background, like high pitched, like you know different key. And then the song ends and I fucking point right at the radio and scream, you are the worst fucking singer in your own fucking musical. He really is like, he's a talented man. I, I, you know, no doubt about that, but uh, he, he can rap like the Dickens, but singing not his strongest suit. Like Eminem. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Like Eminem. I think peanut or plain. Yes. (laughs) Yes. <laughs> Chili. Wait, what? <laughs> All right then. Okay. You guys don't remember those? They had like chili powder MMs? No? Oh, I, I remember oh, those. No. Yeah. Oh, I love I loved them. I thought they were great. And then of course, like apparently I was the only person in the country that liked them. Yeah, I've been that guy too. I'm like, what? Nobody wants these? I'm like, how come I can't get shark bites anymore? You know? <laughs> yeah, why can't I We're get shark wrinkles, man? Why can't I get carefree coolers gum anywhere, man? Oh, geez. I, do they even make carefree gum anymore? No? They make carefree, sure, oh. but they don't make carefree coolers. That that shit was the best goddamn invention for gum in, in the history of the world. I mean, gum that literally got cool, like cold, as you chewed it. Not like minty. It got cold because they had mint flavors, but then they had like fruit flavors. And if you had like even a hint of dry mouth, 
you popped one of those pieces of fucking sugar-free gum in your mouth, you're golden. You were fucking fine. And uh, then I blinked and Carefree was like, yeah, no, never mind. <laughs> what? Why? Did somebody tell you I was talking shit outside? I'm sorry. And how come I can't get no tang around here no more? <laughs> A lot of well, Simpsons sir. references today, huh? <laughs> Fair enough. I mean, I was watching The Simpsons earlier as well. Nice. That's that's par for the course, really, in this household. Um, but yeah. So anyway, anyway, <laughs> wow we we have we have definitely hit on a spate of topics uh, in this pre-show banter. I like I like how our our setting up to record a show has become part of the fucking show. <laughs> it's quality shit. Um, <laughs> uh, well, it's good stuff, you know. Oh, no, yeah, it is. Um, yeah. oh, I saw I saw the band Little Big in Boston over the weekend. You guys ever heard of Little Big? Little nope. Big, no. Russian, uh, like <laughs> this is gonna sound weird. They're a Russian pop punk rave band. Um, they have a lot of different videos. They have. The videos are very goofy and funny, and their songs are very catchy. I I recommend checking them out. They got a a few videos I got a huge kick out of. Um, there's this one dancer. Well, this one guy. I shouldn't say dancer, but there's this one guy. He uh, starts off in this video that they do called Tacos, <laughs> and uh, he goes to his kitchen and he's like making himself like a piece of toast with cheese on he's just like melting the cheese in the microwave and all of a sudden like the band shows up as like little like ketchup bottles and a coca-cola bottle whatever on the counter and they start singing the song and he's like freaking out ah, skibbity <laughs> um he uh the music video ends and then he like grabs his plate out of the microwave after like freaking out and walks out the door then the next video they have, it's called Sex Machine, which is hilarious because the whole set is You Can't Touch This by MC Hammer. <laughs> I mean, like dancing on the fucking on the, <laughs> the scaffolding outside of a building and shit like on trucks. It's all fucking MC Hammer. Um, the 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 chubby dude goes. He's still wearing his bathrobe. He walks out, he's got his plate with and he's finishing his bread, and he stands next to a you know a heavier set woman wearing like a, a, a tracksuit, and uh he hands a plate to somebody who takes it and they walk off, and he just kind of stands there in his bathroom and he kind of slaps his belly, finishing chewing his food. He swallows and he's like and he just whips off the fucking bathrobe he's wearing like a tracksuit and dude can fucking move <laughs> like he is a he is a rotund gentleman but he can fucking he, fucking young mc status bust a move wow and um then from that video it goes to another video they did called uno which they submitted um as russia's official um submission selection whatever for the eurovision music video contest that they do every year um they had somebody from the uh russian gypsy band uh the hatters as one of their backup singers as well as a 
a woman who's a singer for another um russian like uh rock punk band called leningrad <laughs> um and this guy shows up on the set of the of their music video and he's the dancer in the background as they're going and it just it connects all three videos from this one guy starting off heating up a piece of bread with cheese and just working his way through it's it's way fucking better than it has any goddamn right to be uh but yeah like they they have a lot of fun goofy stuff but i mean they also they also uh have some some harder like hard harder rocking type stuff too like rock paper scissors or generation cancellation shit like that um they've been working with some some other uh individuals they recently emigrated to america from russia because they were outspoken against the russian government um especially in regards to the war in ukraine and they got blacklisted by the russian government yep that's how it happens so, they came to America, and uh, the reason Dara and I were able to see them last week in Boston, I mean, this past weekend in Boston, uh, is because they're on, they live here in America now, and they're on their first US tour. And I found out about it because I was on YouTube and I was, I looked at their page, and they made a promo video slash song for the entire tour. They sampled. <laughs> America, fuck yeah! From Team America, World Police. <laughs> I like it. It's it's fucking great. Um, yeah, a little big. If you get a chance, like their their stuff is is funny and insane. Their videos are incredibly creative. Um, the the they clear they clearly have a very good sense of humor. Um, and uh, you know this this shit's catchy. Some of it, I mean, it's just it's just fun. There's like not a lot of thinking involved with some of the stuff that that they do but um you know they they do collaborations with other like american artists and stuff there's this one guy oliver tree um he they did a song with him called welcome to the internet you'd probably probably like that one leo <laughs> it's it's all about fucking trolls and shitheads behind screens i think we we've had some familiarity with that <laughs> kind of sounds like it right but um yeah, I mean, it's good stuff. I don't, I don't know why the fuck I brought that up. Probably just because it's something I did this weekend. But yeah, <laughs> why not? Uh, you know, yeah, fuck the dumb shit. Um, yeah. So anyway, we should probably we should probably talk about uh, this issue 